Are you that weirdo that celebrates Halloween all year round? Well, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird and Spooky. Hi, and welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, our spooky series. It's the last episode in our spooky series. And just like that, spooky season was gone. Yes. So we decided for our last episode of our Happy Hour Gets Spooky series, we would talk about strange or um, kind of horrific things that happened on Halloween. Mine is definitely horrible. Yeah, mine are, are, I have two and mine are, are also horrible. So yay, exciting. (laughs) (laughs) The awkward energy you get before you discuss something truly terrible. I know, I know. What, so what are we drinking this episode? We are drinking kind of a riff on a Long Beach. Okay. We're kind of jazzing it up, and I'm really excited for you to see it. So how about we don't say what it is. Oh. Just check out our Instagram because we have a really fun, spooky season cocktail. Okay. I like it. So mysterious. I'm a very mysterious person. People <laughs> have always said that about me. And if you don't know, our Instagram is Happy Hour Gets Weird Pod. You can find us. We post, you know, fun pictures and episode information and, of course, our drinks and drink recipes. So if you're not following us, what are you doing? I don't know. Get it together. Get it together. Live your best life and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Twitter's less exciting. It's just random tweets, but I also do always post our our, um, episode releases, so... Well, no, is that? Twitter is exciting. I'm sorry. You make me laugh with your Twitter posts, your tweets, your tweets. Twitter is the scariest experience of my life. <laughs> well, I don't That's know. Fine. Let's get into this episode. Okay. Just let me say this. Okay. I saw on Twitter a woman spraying her own vagina with aerosol air freshener yesterday. <laughs> like an actual so. video? Yes. I mean, she had clothes on, but that was like a remedy for bad smells. I mean, yeah, it is air freshener. Air freshener, not vagina freshener. Well. Why are you acting like this isn't normal? Like it's a great idea. (laughs) I mean, did it it show her face? Was it my video? (laughs) (laughs) This is the point where the whole podcast pivots and we just talk about Cassie's line of aerosol vagina spray brilliant idea no actually if you have a vagina it you don't need to spray it with anything that's like mass marketing ploy to get your money it smells like it should and I mean unless it doesn't but shouldn't smell like peaches is what I'm saying I don't think yeah I don't think that you should spray room spray on your private areas because that's just spraying chemicals yeah. directly onto the most sensitive part of your body. Definitely shouldn't smell like fresh pine. I think it was apple cinnamon. Oh, well, it is it is autumn. <laughs> At least it's seasonal. It's seasonal. I mean, okay, a seasonal vagina, it's it's nice. It's nice. 
<laughs> all right. Well, we digress. Okay. For you. All right. So how about you go first? Okay. I will. I will. My main source was an article from the Indie Star mm-hmm. written by Don Mitchell. I also used indianapublicmedia.org. All right. So uh, I have this annoying compulsion. Compulsion? Compulsion? Yes. yes. <laughs> I think it feeds into my naturally anxious state of being where if someone says something bad or if I even think about something bad happening to someone I care about, I'll knock on something three times, as in knock on wood. Uh, Sometimes at night I get really into my head and I have to knock three times for every member of my immediate family. And my husband says some eventually something is going to knock back and then I'm really going to be fucked. <laughs> It's uh, it's weird, it's dumb, and I know this, but it sort of makes me feel in control of my environment. Or maybe that in some way I am protecting people that I care about against things that I have no control over. Like if I do my knocks, it is sending good luck to those people I am knocking for. <laughs> Sorry, to, I'm not, I'm no psychologist, but that sounds a little bit like OCD to me. Uh. It prob- I mean, yeah, I used to do little things like that when I was a kid, too. I mean, I knock on wood for good luck. Usually yeah. it's my own skull. I mean, I just <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> well, that's good. That makes me feel good. I feel like you're protected now. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just calm your OCD? I, you calm me down. But my point of telling everyone this embarrassing personal defect. It's not embarrassing. Thank you. My point is, though, that my story today really fed into that feeling of helpless anxiety Mm -hmm. that my knocks try to chase away. Mm -hmm. Today, I am telling the story of the deadly 1963 Coliseum explosion that happened on Halloween night. At the Indiana State Fairgrounds Coliseum in 1963, they held a holiday on ice skating exhibition. The night was going as planned. The skaters were gliding into a pinwheel formation for the finale. A song called Mardi Gras played. Then, with a mere three minutes remaining in the show, there was an explosion. What no one had realized was that in the concession area, a rusty propane tank was slowly leaking gas and filling an unventilated room. Oh, God. The gas came into contact with an electric popcorn machine. The resulting explosion was huge, shooting flames 40 feet in the air and throwing people, chairs, and debris with it. People flew onto the ice or into the hole that the blast created and were buried under rubble. The explosion killed 74 people and injured nearly 400. These two quotes I got directly from the Indie Star from people that were there. Indianapolis news reporter Bill Roberts was attending the show with his wife. He described the scene in graphic detail. For a few seconds, no one cried out. Then there were screams and cries of agony, and the audience jumped from their seats as if in unison and started rushing for the exits. The orchestra continued to play. 
My wife was drawn to a small blonde girl with her mother. The child's blue coat was soaked with blood. They were looking for the father. Outside the main entrance, a man was sitting with a huge black and blue lump on his left eye. Part of the calf of his leg was gone. Indianapolis Star reporter Richard R. Roberts reported the events as he saw them. You walked into a nightmare. This was the worst thing I have seen since combat in World War II. The lights above still cast a bluish light they cast onto the ice show. A red satin slipper lay on the ice. Three feet away was a pool of blood. A gray-haired man lay on his back staring lifelessly at the ceiling. Ambulance attendances threw a gray blanket across him. Chairs were scattered like ten pins on the south end of the big building. The fairgrounds itself was almost like a battleground. The surrounding streets thick with police and the edges of the streets jammed with crowds like war refugees, slowing the movement of ambulances and fire engines. So, rescuers moved into action as quickly as they could. I can't even imagine the devastation and the how horrible this whole scene would be for anybody that was there. Um, there were extra police on duty that night because it was Halloween. Mm-hmm. So this was an all-hands-on-deck situation, obviously. Yeah. A cattle barn that was close to the scene was used as a temporary hospital, and the coroner set up a morgue on the ice floor itself. Holy shit. The deceased were placed on plywood and organized by gender and age. Oh my god, this is terrible. It's so horrible. Every hospital in the Indianapolis area, as well as surrounding counties, took in wounded people. Even nursing students were called in to assist the hospitals. The Red Cross took calls from people looking for loved ones or offering aid, such as blood donations. One extremely sad detail that the Indy Star mentioned was that one of the Red Cross volunteers had to deliver the news to Marine Corporal Melvin Dubnier on duty in Vietnam that his mother, Margaret Evans, had been killed in the explosion. So sad. After so much tragedy, it seems someone needed to answer for the events of that night. The Marion County Grand Jury indicted several people, the state fire marshal, the Indianapolis fire chief, the general manager, as well as the concessions manager of the Coliseum, and officers of the company that supplied the gas. There was only one conviction, the president of the gas supplier, and that verdict was later overturned by the Indiana Supreme Court. Victims and survivors received about $4.6 million in settlements. And that's the story of the 1963 Coliseum explosion. It's still one of the most tragic events that's ever happened in Indianapolis, obviously. It's so horrible. I know. Oh, my gosh. This poor, 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 poor people. And thank you to emergency responders, nurses and and doctors. Oh, my goodness. That is... Well, um, yeah, that was pretty fucking awful. Yeah, my condolences to those those victims and their and their families. Um, you know, I guess this. 
Yeah. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, I know. Really fucked up. It's like a, it's just a horrible thing and there's nothing. It's just one of those horrible things and it just feels like there's nothing you can say because it's just awful and so random and so out of your control and completely out of anybody's control but also Mm -hmm. avoidable if somebody would have checked your propane tanks people it's so scary i know i mean yikes all right well i'm gonna follow that up with um two more incidences of terrifying things that happened on halloween and these are pretty unique to halloween okay Uh, and you will understand that as i get further into it my sources are um rooters.com and wboc.com in 2005 halloween morning in frederica delaware neighbors noticed the particularly morbid but well done decoration across from their house around 7 30 while they were eating breakfast for hours people drove through the busy neighborhood admiring a macabre halloween decoration of a woman hanging 15 feet off the ground from a large tree branch it wasn't till later in the day that someone noticed it wasn't a horrifying prank or brilliant decoration but in fact a real woman who had climbed the tree the night before and committed suicide by hanging herself from the large branch. Police were called and they removed the body and later the coroner determined her death was a suicide. Um, yeah, so that's pretty traumatic. I think these people driving by and they're like, whoa, what a cool Halloween decoration. You know, they're winner, winner, Halloween dinner. You win the decorating contest. Yeah, turns out it was a lady from the neighborhood who was suicidal. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you imagine? They're just like eating breakfast and they're like, oh, look it. I guess that just really shows that people don't know their neighbors, though. They didn't recognize the woman. Yeah, that reminds me of a... Uh, I think there was a place... I, I, I don't know if this happened. I think there was a place in Yuba City growing up uh, a house that had decorated with like fake corpses and that all like for the month of October police were getting calls about um, people finding dead bodies on their lawn I guess that town didn't want to bug the police because they thought it was a decoration but I guess better safe than sorry I know I, I think in this town they have a contest of the best decorations. So I think they thought someone was really trying to, like, outdo everyone else. Last year we had a smashed guy in our garage door for Halloween. Uh-huh. Yeah, that... And it scared somebody. Yeah. They, thought it, yeah. they thought it was real. Yeah, that's so messed up. <laughs> but garage doors now have a sensor. They won't even do that. Yeah. They won't smash a person. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I Talk- guess if your sensor is broken. Seriously, what that uh, that girl on Scream in the garage door? Mm. I forgot about that, but I just recorded that movie. Yeah, I like it. One of my faves. Now that is a scary movie I can get into. 
because it's also funny and I think it's technically a comedy. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, oh, but keep your ghost face on. <laughs> um, okay, so my next incident comes from Denver. A postal worker was delivering mail two days after Halloween in 2012. He admired impressive decorations on the front porch steps of resident Dale Porch. To reach his doorside mailbox, the postal worker had to step over a Halloween decoration that was a corpse. It wasn't until days later when he was reprimanded by the USPS for failing to report a decomposing corpse. It turns out Dale Porch had come home from his night shift and collapsed and died on his front porch. The postal worker was shocked and extremely upset to find out he had stepped over Dale's body thinking he was a Halloween decoration. He wasn't charged by police and the local USPS office described the mail carrier as, quote, a conscientious and dedicated employee who remains on the job. The USPS department also stated carriers have a long history of assisting customers and called the situation unfortunate, and it probably wouldn't have happened any other time of year. Well, yeah, because for Easter, you don't decorate your porch with dead bodies. Exactly. I hope. I mean, you never know. R.I.P. Mr. Porch, obviously. But how traumatic for that mail worker. You know, he's probably just some kind man or woman delivering the mail, you know, and had no idea that they were actually stepping over one of their customers uh, who was deceased. And then you find out later, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it's was an obvious like mistake accident Mm -hmm. by the postal worker but I also am kind of wondering if they like you should have their glasses on at all times because an actual corpse looks very different than a spirit store plastic dead body Mm -hmm. I, I I mean yeah I if I wasn't wearing my glasses I wouldn't know the difference but we also don't know the position of Mr. Porch maybe he was kind of you know maybe you couldn't see his face yeah. That's another situation that makes me extremely sad. It's like these people, maybe we should all get to know our neighbors a little bit better is mm-hmm. the moral of this story. Mm-hmm. Like, I would hope I wouldn't spend days on my porch before somebody said did something, called somebody, just checked my pulse. I don't know. It's scary. It is scary. I know. I just, so I thought those were pretty, because I do, you know, get freaked out by some Halloween decorations that are scary so when I saw these stories I was like oh man that's like my worst nightmare is to be delivering mail and you know step over somebody's body and then to find out days later I mean it's not like the mail carrier could have saved Mr. Porch's life he was no but you know I don't know it's the the mail carrier is definitely not at any sort Mm-mm. of fault. Mm-mm. It's just okay. a shitty situation. And they have to deal with so many insane Halloween decorations. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. Okay, maybe they're just dealing with decorations, you know, all year round. They probably just tune it out and just put the mail in the slot and then, you know, dip out of there to the next house. Yeah. So, totally. Yeah, can't really fault the mail carrier any at all. Support 
the post office. Yes, support your local USPS. Go buy some stamps. So, um, yeah, I but the, there were I did want to make an honorable mention. Those are the two I had. They're pretty short, uh, but I did find this interesting. You know, uh, War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so War of the Worlds, if you don't know, was written by Orson Welles, and um, they used to read do theater over the radio and that's kind of what families did they sat around the radio and they listened well october 30th 1938 um over the columbia broadcasting system radio network they did a drama style of reading of war of the worlds and they did it in a way that was they didn't do commercial breaks and they were reading through it. Well, when they, they kind of broke into the story with like a, a an alert news broadcast mm-hmm. and it said, New Jersey is being invaded by Martians. Well, it is said that 12 million people were listening to that. Mm-hmm. And one out of every 12 people thought it was real. And they like, so one million people ran out of their houses in a panic because they thought New Jersey was actually being invaded by Martians. So I just thought that was that was kind of funny. I have heard that story before and I love it, but I'm also not surprised that that many people thought that it was true. <laughs> uh, have you heard of QAnon? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, not surprising, same demographic. So. Those are all the QAnon's ancestors that mm-hmm. believed that radio program was mm-hmm. really taking place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go go QAnon. You guys are really cracking some codes here. Oh, my gosh. I'm embarrassing. Um, okay. Well, that pretty much wraps up our, um, our horrifying Halloween night stories. They're pretty horrifying, tragic. Um. And I hope you have a better Halloween than uh, yeah than that um, than our horrifying Halloween stories. Mm-hmm. I hope that everybody has a much better Halloween than well, anything we <laughs> talked about today. I, I know what to. I don't. How do you follow those stories? I know. I know. Let's end. Do you have any Halloween stories that are horrible, but maybe a little bit more lighthearted than that? Hmm. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. I, um, I, I have one, but I just wanted to say, I know this Halloween is going to be mellow, um, just with the pandemic and everything going on. But next year, if you get the chance, I have, um, had Halloween in San Francisco in the Castro district. One of the best Halloweens I've ever had in my entire life. There was a full on zombie drumline there Mm -hmm. was a skeleton marching band I mean it was it was fantastic I've spent Halloween in the Castro too and it's like the best costumes you'll ever see in your life ever in your life I think that I I have never seen so many costumes that are just body paint Mm -hmm. and I am obsessed 
I'm here for it. Me too. Um, okay, but I just wanted to shout out Castro because it's it's an amazing. They put on an amazing Halloween show, and the people that live there and go there, they're all is just amazing. But um, about I would say ten years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, I went to a ha- Halloween party, and I it was fun. I was having a good time. They had a snack table. They had a cauldron with dry ice of like, you know, cool punch or whatever. It was, it was Ooh, pretty like cool. your pretty drink. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. So, um, I obviously like snacks. So I was eating snacks off the table and they had the best chocolate chip cookies and they were just fantastic. And then they also, well, this should have been my first clue. There was a guy walking around with plate, a plate, of cookies asking people if you want if if you want one and I was like well yeah I ate three already but sure why not (laughs) and I was um playing ping pong later on in the night and all of a sudden my body started to move like Neo in the Matrix in my mind Mm -hmm. and like my arm function was like click 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 going to hit the ping pong ball uh oh well I didn't know this But it turns out those were marijuana cookies. And I was tripping balls. How? Okay. (laughs) Label your marijuana cookies, people. Mm -hmm. Seriously, please do that. Because I was so high, I had stopped basically functioning as a human. (laughs) And I... um, Thankfully, I was within walking distance of my house, and I uh, made it home safely. I ate half of a chocolate cake and a whole jar of pickles, (laughs) and I woke up still high in the morning. Oh my god, that's amazing though. It was a very long trip, for sure. You should seriously always label all of your food for drugs and nuts and maybe gluten like haven't well this movie wasn't out yet but just based off of my knowledge from hereditary i'm gonna say that between your story and hereditary i'm just gonna always label everything yes just gonna have the full recipe printed out next to any of my foods for the rest of my life anyways that was my wild and crazy halloween story one of them that i can remember anyways yeah i got I was, I'm not going to say I was tricked into eating, you know, a pound of marijuana, but. I mean, kind of. I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty high. It was wild and crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Have you ever tried to talk to a stranger on an old couch in a garage wearing a pregnant nun's costume? High as fuck. Wait, were you the pregnant nun or were they? I was a pregnant nun. You are a pregnant nun high as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going straight, straight to Hades. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, wish I wasn't I actually just have pregnant a though. Oh my God. I, it was a fake belly. I wasn't no. actually pregnant. Yeah. Oh I knew God. that it, I knew you weren't really pregnant because you wouldn't say a pregnant nun costume. She wasn't pregnant people. No. It was a costume. I did not have children at this time. I it was mean, a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. Yeah, it wasn't. Just a, just a disclaimer, I was not actually pregnant. It was a fake belly. 
might be going to hell, but it's not for doing drugs while I was pregnant. It's for so many other things. (laughs) So much more fun things. I wish I had a picture of you really high dressed as a pregnant nun on a couch. Oh my gosh, that would be a good picture. I don't (laughs) think there was any picture. I wouldn't know, actually, honest. Just your eyes bloodshot, holding a jar of pickles and a chocolate cake. With a big pregnant belly and a nun's costume. Yeah, sight for sore eyes. That's amazing. So it was that was it was fun. Well, thank you for ending us on a funny story. That brought us that brought us up a notch. Yeah, I think you know what. To be honest, I think I was just thinking about all the reasons why I'll be going to hell. I I did get the giggles <laughs> at a funeral once. That just happens because it's like anxiety. Mm-hmm and nervous energy when when you know that everything sucks and then you just laugh i was bad i've laughed at extremely inappropriate situations too when it was just my nerves couldn't handle the amount of like bad shit that was happening you know i get the i do actually that's weird i get the like giggles where you can't like stop laughing um mm-hmm. in unfortunate situations i that happened to me one time when i saw an 80 year old woman be attacked by a meat bees i had a fit of laughter and couldn't control it sometimes we laugh during this podcast and i know it's just because it's so tense talking about some of the stuff that we're talking about yeah Ooh, but i think I, th- I think a lot of people deal with uh hard shit that way though that would be my toxic trait <laughs> oh my gosh I'm just thinking of all the times I've laughed inappropriately. There's a lot. My toxic trait is thinking that I need a dessert after every meal, including breakfast. <laughs> is, wait, is that, will that work for a toxic trait? No, I don't think it's toxic at all. Just having a candy Thanks. after my breakfast. That's your day. best trait. Your most fun trait. I always want to end on a high note, even after my breakfast. Yes. So, all right. Well, this is the end of our spooky season. We hope you had a wonderful spooky season and we wish you a very fun, very safe Halloween coming up on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for getting us and being weird like us and being odd and, you know, spooky. Our little community is definitely growing and we love it and we love Mm -hmm. getting emails and comments and um next month because we did kind of uh get you know heavy Mm -hmm. during spooky season next month is our both of our birthday month it is Sagittarius season baby yay but uh next month is our birthday month and we have some true crime related stories still but most of our stories are going to be a little more lighthearted and fun. Yeah, we're going to do it for our birthday. Yeah, we're going to do a fun birthday month for us. I mean, it's, I'm excited. And then we Me have, too. and we're already talking about uh, the month of December, what kind of fun um, Christmas holiday things that we can, episodes that we can do. So the next two months is going to be, I think, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And I hope you guys are too. Um, it's, it's just, we've been having a lot of fun and we just cannot say thank you enough for listening. And actually 
because we're recording this a few days before Halloween, if you have any funny, wild, crazy Halloween stories, send them to us. And um, if they're really good, maybe we'll read them on our next one and done episode. Oh, yeah. Great idea. Um, so there's got to be some wild and crazy or funny Halloween stories out there. You can email us at happyhourgetsweird at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I, I can't be the only one who ate a pound of weed and a chocolate cake and a jar of pickles and dressed up like a pregnant nun. Happens every day. <laughs> That's just the normal Wednesday for me. <laughs> and on that note, love yourself, lock your doors, and light some sage. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Thank you.